Welcome to the Synthwave podcast called Heartbeat Here Radio. Today I'll be playing tracks by Miami Knights, Voyage, RJ Thompson, Beautiful Machines, and many more. This show was brought to you by my main sponsor, Cool Moe, and to the supporters of the show, Jefferson Rift, Robin Lights, Keith Atherton, my sister Lee Ellen, my mom Haiti, and my wife. If you would like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash heartbeathero. Hi, this is Cool Moe. You are listening to Heartbeat Hero Radio. First, here's a taste of some of my music. I'll be searching for love. Hi there, I'm Cool Moe, and you are listening to the Heartbeat Hero Radio Show. This show is sponsored by myself, Cool Moe Music and Cool Moe Radio Shows. I'm primarily a synth-pop artist in the alt-electronic community. I'm also the creator and host of the Alt-Electronic Nation with Cool Moe Radio Show on Radio Dark Tunnel, live every Wednesday. Go to my link tree to find out all the details and follow me everywhere. Previously on Heartbeat Hero Radio. Heartbeat Hero Radio. We got Cool Mo We in the chat. We got HS1986 in the chat. We got C Pac Man in the chat. Vangelis passed away. His dad played drums for Holland Oats. He has over 30 million streams on Spotify. Ben, aka Hotel Pools, welcome to Heartbeat Hero Radio. Thanks for having me. Almost there. I'm gonna go Canada. Oh. Hi, this is Clank, and you're listening to Heartbeat Hero Radio. Hi, this is Josh and Ricky from Unetics, and you're listening to Heartbeat Hero Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Adex, and you're listening to Heartbeat Hero Radio. Hey, this is Joe from the Ozone Nightmare Podcast. Hi, this is Robin Lights, and you're listening to Heartbeat Hero Radio. Hi, this is Karin Zoe Lee. Hi, I'm Sin Street. This is Sequenza. Oh, hello! It's me, Steven, from Hot Heels. Heartbeat Hero Radio Show! This is the Heartbeat Hero Radio Show. Have a good time listening to great music, artist interviews, and some nice trivia games right now on this very channel. Aw, yeah, it's Saturday night, July the 16th of 2022. I am here live on twitch.tv slash heartbeathero, and this is episode number 43 of the Synthwave podcast, Heartbeat Hero Radio. My name is Daniel Barton, and I am your friendly neighborhood Synthwave fan. The summer is started, and I hope you have some great summer plans, maybe to go to a beach or a lake, have some ice cream, have a great time with friends or family, or just chill out at home alone. 
Tonight I will be interviewing a Synthwave team all under the name of Alex Lightspeed that will be live at 8.30 p.m. Paris time here on Heartbeat Hero Radio. And for the trivia at 9 p.m., the whole team will be joining in, including Alex, the Neon Syndicate, Nathan Whited, and Super Sapien. I also have a special pre-recorded interview later in the show with Larry Miller's, a.k.a. Embers. And we uh, have uh, our new collab for the first time on this show. Alrighty then, let's get this show on the road. My friend Robin Lights has created an awesome edit using images from the movie Dune in 1984. This is Fading Love by Heartbeat Hero.
was Fading Love by Heartbeat Hero. We got some shout outs to the chat. We got Max Project. We got Atlas Neon and Mr. Nasty. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Uh, it was Father's Day for about four weeks ago, and uh, I received this wonderful piece of art from my lovely daughter here. Let me show you. I'll put you on the big screen here. Let's see. There we go. So you can see it. It's not mirroring. Uh, it's a pink Batman donut with a dark blue cape around its neck, and uh, it's running to fight crime. I just love it. It's amazing. Thank you so much, daughter. All right, and uh, my son also made a beautiful, beautiful drawing for me. Uh, I posted on my Instagram. You can check that out at Instagram.com slash HeartbeatHero. In 1983, the electric band New Order released a track called Blue Monday. One of my favorite electronic songs. Voyage is a chill synth producer based in Belgium and he focuses on bringing you a combination of relaxing and soothing synths. This is Blue Monday by New Order, the Voyage Edit.
That was Blue Monday by New Order, The Voyage Edit. From England, R.J. Thompson has unveiled his latest release, Super 8, the cinematic pop single taken from his forthcoming full-length album called Yearbook, set for release on the 2nd of September, 2022. This is Super 8 by R.J. Thompson. I found a box of junk Dusting off the cobwebs in the corner of my old room In a leather trunk Twenty-three old demos in a mixtape
that was Super 8 by RJ Thompson. Next up is a video edit by Neros77 from Victoria, Canada. Michael Glover, aka Miami Nights, has a lot of different projects he's working on. He has a chill wave vaporwave project called Stallions, a 90s house project called Ma Michael Garntier, and a rap group called Snacks, and even a trap project. But now we listen to his synthwave project. This is Accelerated by Miami Nights.
was accelerated by Miami Knights. The 80s, you wish you could remember Nero 77. Now, I have a little story about my son uh, who knows to pretty much get whatever he wants. My wife was sitting on the couch reading a book and my son comes home from school. Uh, he was tired from all that learning that you have to do when you're at school. All he wanted to do was lay on the couch, but the couch is his domain in his head. Now, it wasn't because my wife was sitting there, so he looked her in the eye, thought for a minute and said, Mommy, you've had the whole day to relax. Why are you sitting on the couch? My wife looked at him and said, you want me to go upstairs? And he said, yes. So she stood up and walked toward the stairs. My son laid on the couch and said, love you, mommy. And then she said, I'm not upstairs yet. And then he said, oh. So from Germany, Beautiful Machines with Stephanie and Conrad singing the vocals and Sammy on the drums. This track feels like a combination of Nine Inch Nails and Kraftwerk. This is Control by Beautiful Machines. Oh, I'm 
That was Control by Beautiful Machines. Shoutouts to the chat. We got the Blue Book Project in there, and we got S Dwarfs and Adex. Thank you for joining. Now, a few weeks ago, I went to see the band Ramstein with my buddy Hesdi. We drove up to Nijmegen at the Gofford Park. Uh, Ramstein is a German metal band formed in Berlin in 1994, and now in 2022, I got to see them live. It was an amazing show, a huge fire spectacle. Uh, some people in even the neighborhood thought that the show was literally on fire. Now, arriving back home, I was inspired to create this rock synth track. This is God of Fire by Heartbeat Hero. God of Fire by me, Heartbeat Hero. A big shout out to Russell Nash for joining the chat. I'm going to take a 32-minute break, and when I get back, I will be interviewing Alex Lightspeed and his band. But first, music from Neverman and Dana, Gene Phoenix, Lux and Leisure, Von Hans, Mythical Vigilante, and many more. Stay tuned here on Heartbeat Hero Radio. 
Welcome to the pre-recorded part of the show. We're going to start out with Robin Lights, the CEO of Video, with his video edit of Seaside Drive by Lux and Leisure. Seaside Drive by Lux and Leisure. Up next is a video edit by Marito Gaia. Uh, this is Xerox by Mythical Vigilante.
was Xerox by Mythical Vigilante. Up next is a video edited by Robin Lights. Um, this is Hard Body by Von Hans featuring Ran.
that was Hard Body featuring Ran by Von Hans. Next up is Earmake and Waves on Waves with the track Santa Monica Pier.
That was Santa Monica Pier by Earmake and Waves on Waves. Next up, another video edited by Robin Lights, uh, the cool track called Midnight Sun by Twain.
That was Midnight Sun by Twain. Up next, a cyberpunk track called Platia by Fovos. was Plotia by Fovos, up next, written and produced by OSC and Neverman, ready for the summer. Uh, this is Living Without You, featuring Dana Jean Phoenix by Neverman.
That was Living Without You, featuring Dana Jean Phoenix by Neverman. Up next is The Hinterlands, featuring Celissa Toll by Blue Nagoon.
What a great track. And now it is interview time. We are joined by four producers connecting their powers like the A-Team, each with their own set of skills, creating amazing synthwave for Alex Lightspeed. Welcome to Heartbeat Here Radio. Hi, guys. Hello, hello, hello. All right, we got everybody here. Um, let's get to know two of the band members first. Uh, first, Todd Daggett and Nathan Whited. Uh, and after that, uh, I'll play a track and we'll talk to the other two band members. Let's start with uh, Todd Daggett, a.k.a. Super Sapien. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am very well. Uh, I know you guys haven't all had a lot of sleep and I, I had the, I'm having a similar problem. Uh, only thing is, I don't have a full work day after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're a co-producer for all electronic elements. Uh, what does that entail? Um, you know, basically just uh, writing structure, composition, doing synth work. You know, working on the deep mind. Um, you know, just helping put the put the track together. Most days, we just sit in the studio together and just kind of crunch stuff out. Um, you know, we just have fun. And uh, I read on your website that your dance music uh, reached the top of the charts in Europe. Uh, you also create drum and bass music. Uh, mm -hmm. Could you tell me a bit more about your uh, musical background? Um, well, I've been doing electronic music for about um, 600 years. So, um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, my background was, you know, drum and bass, trance and house um, back in the early 2000s, the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, just kind of worked my way up the scene, um, kind of broke out with uh, breakbeats back in the 2010s, the 2010s, um, kind of blew up in Europe for a while. Uh, breaks started to fall off a little bit um, and uh, just switched over to drum and bass, my one true love, and, you know, uh, make a lot of liquid, neuro, tear out, stuff like that. Who, who are some of your favorite uh, drum and bass uh, bands? Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. You got to go with uh, all intent. Right now, Gray Code is probably my favorite. Um, he's a producer. He's only about nineteen or twenty years old in uh, in the UK, and he's just really just smashing it up. He's a really incredible producer. Um, you know, protege of Goldie and some of some other greats up there, and he's just he's just really killing the game really good guy then we have nathan whited who is lead guitarist and live instrumentation engineer how you doing good uh <laughs> i i also recorded the uh some of the guitar and edited some of the guitar on the record too on the on your profile it says you're a mixing engineer musician and drink maker could you tell me a bit more about all that kind of stuff <laughs> well that's funny uh yeah, I work at uh, a bar in Portland, and I work at a bar in Vancouver, Washington, um, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm a bartender um, by by profession. Uh, also, you know, I I I just like making drinks. Like uh, I I've tasted a lot of beers. I've I'm into tasting spirits, and and that's that's a whole other side of my interest, you know. <laughs> So what drink do you have to combine the most things for? As far as like a cocktails concerned? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, Holly Pele, where I, where I work, and I'm going in there later today, uh, they, they have a drink called the Zombie, and it has 10 different ingredients in it. Wow. <laughs> and it makes well, you a zombie. Don't, don't put me on the spot as far as everything that goes into it right now. <laughs> I mean, I, there's like four different rums, like, yeah. So, and if you order a drink, what's your favorite drink to order? Ooh, from like just in general? Yeah. Uh, or just like, or at my bar that I work at. 
I guess what you drink at home, maybe or. Um, I mean, I love mai tais. I make mai tais all the time, and I, I mean, they're easy, to, easy enough to make, and like I, I, I do like little riffs on them and change, change them out, change the rum. So like, yeah, I guess mai tai is one of my favorite drinks. Uh, let's get to know the rest of the group after this track off the new album Crimson Sunset, releasing on July the twenty eighth of two thousand and twenty two. This is Nightbreak by Alex Lightspeed.
Oh yeah, that was Nightbreak by Alex Lightspeed. Up next is Gabriel Tam, aka the Neon Syndicate, who plays guitar. How you doing? Doing great, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. I finally get to meet you in person. Uh, yeah. Once I asked you to do a video for me, and you and you helped me out, and you sent the video in, and That's nobody right. else helped me out, so I unfortunately <laughs> never made that video. But I promise you, in the future, we're gonna do something together. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, t tell me a bit more how you got involved in, t in this band. Yeah, so that, that's a pretty nice story, actually. So I have a YouTube channel and I do publish, you know, synthwave covers, a bit of guitar soloing there. And uh, a friend of Alex's just watched one of my videos and sent it to him. And then he just, you know, wrote to me and said, hey, I like your style. How about we collaborate on a track or two? And so that's, that's how I got to know Alex and one track led to another. And here I am <laughs> playing with the, with, with the band. So uh, you, the, the band played live yesterday, I heard, for the first time, I think. Uh, how does yeah. that work with you and, and you being so far away, not in the States, being in Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't there for this, for this first live show, but I'm actually going to join them on the 26th of July. And we're going to tour together for three weeks or so, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that's, I'm so excited about that. It's, uh, it's going to be great to finally meet all the guys in person and, and just play together. So a little bit on your musical background. How did you get started into, the, into creating Synthwave and playing the guitar? I mean, you do an amazing <laughs> job. Thanks. Yeah, um, I've, you know, I, I did uh, take piano lessons as a kid uh, for many years and then I think I was about 15 or 16 and someone gave me a keyboard and you know whole new world of electronic sounds and stuff and uh, and I've been playing keyboards ever since and as far as synthwave goes I was actually I discovered it no longer than five years ago um, I was listening to some trance playlists to you know do some jogging and stuff and then I think there must have been uh, a song in there which had some synthwave elements to it maybe and then from there on the spotify algorithm just kept suggesting tracks and that's how i started listening to it and i fell in love with it immediately all right and last but not least we have the front runner of the project alex himself aka alex lightspeed how you doing i'm doing really good other than being uh tired from the show last night <laughs> not the show specifically but the celebration afterwards was uh, <laughs> exhausting um I, I kept saying, hey, we got I got to go to bed. We got an interview tomorrow. But, um, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> that didn't happen the way I was hoping. <laughs> Man, parties are way more important than this show. Uh, tell me how you guys got started on this project. Well, uh, you know, actually, actually uh, me and Todd have... Uh, I probably learned everything I know about making electronic music from this man. Like, and uh, I was um, throwing... I'll make this shorter, uh, actually. But I was throwing... Uh, you know, uh, EDM rave events, uh, probably uh, in uh, 2011. And I started to uh, have a growing following locally of like shows that were, you know, uh, 200 to 1000 people. Uh, wow. We do we do like five or six shows a shows a year with lots of DJs. So I was like, DJing and I and uh, as Alex likes me um, before my name was changed to that. Uh, and uh, Todd, uh, you know, was already very uh, prolific in the local scene. Uh, and, you know, so he was just somebody you needed to book if you like wanted to legitimize your show. show. So we started booking him on uh, on uh, our events, probably maybe in 2012, early 2012. And he, uh, you know, so he and I were interacting and 
you know, he told me that, you know, I'm producing like a lot of this stuff. And I said, well, how do you do that? Like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, well, come over, you know, come over and, and I'll, and I'll show you what we do. Maybe we can work on something together. And we started, uh, I think our, uh, uh, he just guided me. I mean, like I couldn't have done it, done it, done it without him. We used to produce in a little shack in his girlfriend's backyard. That was like one of those sheds that you would like, just like set up from like, uh, I don't know, you probably don't have Home Depot out there, but like, uh, you know, it's just a, uh, like, it's literally like a garden shed <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and uh, we made a first track together. I wanted to do something Tron related. So I was still into 80s like stuff back then, even though I was producing Electro House or like into DJing Electro House. And it was called uh, uh, Master Control. It uses a bunch of samples from the MCP from, uh, from, uh, you know, the 1982 Tron movie. Um, and uh, I just, I was in love with production uh, and we kept making tracks together. I kept trying to learn as much as I could uh, for him. And then I, I felt like I was just like leeching out for a, for a long time. So I went and, uh, and I started doing my own research and I started to think about ways we could improve the workflow. And, uh, and so there were things I brought in with, uh, I was like, okay, we're side chaining like this, but like, there's actually a, a program that allows us to automatically side chain chain things and it'll be much smoother and better and that's when we started really integrating as like a unit and so we and making things where like i felt like i was uh, it was really important that i was there like i wouldn't have been uh that the production was very influenced by me and i was actually uh able to make things on my own back then so if you go back in my archive i'm making electro house for like many years sometimes they're like you know there's a little bit of 80s inspired stuff but mostly it's just uh i was playing for large like crowds uh sometimes up to a thousand people uh where i'm uh you know that were kind of younger you know I, I i don't know how much you know about these like kind of edm rave parties i don't know what everyone's history is but it's you know it's a real 20s you know late teens 20s scene and as we got older i mean you can see some gray in our 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 th our thing and that pandemic hit uh i i was like i think it's time for me to step down from this you know this has become been my life for 10 years and like i don't necessarily want to be the old guy producing shows for what now seems like kids to me um and i always loved uh or i love synth wave since i saw kung fury you know come out and i've always been very like uh 80s inspired in my attire dress movies like I, i'm a, kind of obsessed with the 80s in general general so when i discovered that synthwave exists it was like my mind exploded a little bit i just i couldn't even believe that this was a thing people might be anyway um uh, we decided uh, during the pandemic i was doing a youtube channel and i started uh uh and i decided i would make some background music for our youtube channel and uh, todd and i started writing synthwave stuff just for the background of the youtube channel uh, eventually people were asking where they could hear it. And I was like, you can't hear it anywhere. So yeah, you, you can hear it while I'm talking over it at 10% volume, I guess. I wasn't thinking it was gonna be anything special, but once people told me it was, I started thinking about making a vinyl LP on it. Um, and then, uh, then I started finding the best artists of my life that I had met or been integrated with and, and said, well, what if we just made everybody's best talents and we brought them together like what with no rules how can i make the best thing i can imagine you know it, without my ego uh as part of it 
anyway, I, I think that that's probably too much. But. <laughs> I'll let you tell the story. I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, but I did want to get to your new video clip that you created, uh, Evil Arcade. I want to play it now. Uh, but please tell us a bit about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will do it short. Uh, so uh, we have um, – we were asked to uh, – we're on Rosa Corsa, and they are going to – you know, we're going to push a song to uh, New Retro Wave. You know, they do that once a month, uh, whatever their release is. So in July, the release is going to be us. So it would just be, uh, you know, one of those tracks where they just put a still frame, right? And I said, well, if we're going to be on there, let's like make a music video. So we rent. So I ended up deciding to rent out an arcade. I already had a restored '87 Fiero, and I just I gathered everybody to make this like this uh this music video project which has a concept uh, written by my cousin where this you know kid uh that goes into the arcade gets sucked in sucked in and then just keeps playing this game till he dies it's sort of a metaphor about how we are all like sort of forced to like come in and there's no choice to to play to, to play the game of life and it and it costs and it pay you have to pay to pay to play and the end result is just is probably always death right you know and uh and so that's that's my metaphor for it and kind of my concept but um we all work together we got 20 extras rented arcade i hired a guy that i liked that um did some good videography and then todd did all the cgi on the uh on a oh, project cool. so again it was very collaborative all right this is evil arcade by alex lightspeed
That was Evil Arcade by Alex Lightspeed. The people in the chat were loving it. They say it's excellent. They love it. It's a great video. It's amazing. And uh, now I'm going to ask the last question for you guys. Uh, what are your plans for the future? Oh, wait. Sorry. Uh, excuse me. Uh, what are your plans for the future? Oh. Uh, well, we're, uh, we're, we keep working on, we, we run the record labels together, Bad Kill Records, Mad Chill Records. Um, we're yeah. looking for new synthwave, uh, chill wave stuff for Mad Chill Records. We've done a few uh, releases on, on, on those. Uh, All the time, yeah. We're, uh, you know, just building the labels up, um, doing shows, making music, trying to enjoy life, um, trying not to, you know, trip and fall. Well, I, uh, you know, and I definitely have intentions of making a second record unless I, uh, you know, unless something catastrophic happens. Oh, we're definitely, we're definitely you know? doing that. Um, but I kind of, we have a, we have a few uh, very secret tracks in the, already in the works, but we've learned through this process, it was actually very difficult to um, learn to work together. You know, like this process, especially everyone being remote, like Nathan has pretty much now almost never been in the same room as me and Todd. And then Gabriel obviously hasn't been in the oh, same yeah, room yeah. as any of us, you know. Um, so like what kind of workflow do you do you use to like get everybody's best talents together? And we're so much better at that than when we started the album. So the second album should I think will shine. I think we'll show that we have learned how to find everybody's best um, attributes. What about you two? What are your what are your visions for the band? Um, well, I mean, it seems like we're contributing more to the music. Uh, so far, we've already like, like uh, Neon Syndicate already did some keyboards and then I, I put something together and you guys are working on it. And I, I think it's just going to be a more collaborative thing just to re reiterate what Alex just said. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we've been doing this remotely, and uh, my part in this record was mostly for some guitar solos, but, you know, I, I want to make the best out of my time in the US and, you know, spend some time in the studio with these guys as well, because I think there's a lot of potential there, for sure. All right, I'm going to play that remix, too. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, it made it onto the record, uh, the digital That's release. right. I'm going to play uh, three more tracks off the new album, Crimson Sunset. But first, I want to finish the interview by asking uh, everybody what they're grateful for and what they would like to promote. Of course, you would like to promote this new album, but also maybe something of yourself. Uh, let's start with Todd. Uh, what are you grateful for and what would you like to promote? Oh, man, I'm, uh, you know, I'm grateful every day to, to be breathing and to, um, you know, uh, just be being able to enjoy my life. Um, you know, I, I write liquid drum and bass under the name Super Sapien, obviously. Um, do a little synth wave under that moniker, too. I do uh, some harder drum and bass under the name Deformity. So, you know, always working on, on those those things. And then, of course, with the labels, um, you know, so uh, very grateful to to have these opportunities and, and uh, be able to uh, share it with the world. Thank you. Nathan, what are you grateful for and what would you like to promote? Um. I feel like I, my life has kind of been in flux a lot lately, and I have a lot of good friends in my life that have kind of kept me uh, sane and stable, and I, I, and I really appreciate all the friends I have in my life. Uh, as far as what I'd like to promote, um, I, do, I was in a band. I still am, sort of. <laughs> we just haven't been playing. Uh, the New Jangles, you can check me out 
on Spotify. Uh, I produced that and recorded that record. So, and I did, I did mix one of Alex's songs on the record too. So, I'm and I'm always working on other people's music too. Always mixing and producing stuff. So, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure something will come out with my name attached to it. Thank you, Gra Gabriel. What are you grateful for, and what would you like to promote? Uh, I'm just grateful to these guys, actually, to be honest. Now, I know it sounds cheesy, but, you know, Alex contacted me and he was like, okay, you can play a solo here and there. You know, that could have been it, but he actually kept asking me for feedback on the rest of the tracks as they were being produced. Like, what would you do here? How would you do this? And so he immediately made me feel like I was, you know, not just a session musician here, but actually part of the band. And now I'm touring with them as well. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that. I don't know if I've ever told you guys that enough. So it's a great honor for me. And as far as promotion goes, um, I do some synthwave as well, of course. I'm like, oops, the name, the Neon Syndicate, um, Chillwave mostly. And so I think uh, as far as something I would promote, it's actually what Alex mentioned earlier. Um, there is a remix of one of his tracks, Defron Zero which I did, and it's, you know, his synthwave, their synthwave, our synthwave is kind of more strong and aggressive and very impactful and powerful, and the remix is way more, you know, laid back, chill kind of, so uh, I guess that's what I would like to promote. Thank you. Alex, what are you grateful for, and what would you like to promote? Well, there's some brilliant drums in that remix of his, actually. <laughs> I, I was profoundly blown away when he gave it back to me, and I probably would have just been nice and would release it anyway, but uh honestly uh you know i've been a musician um for 20 plus years and i a lot of times i've struggled uh you know and uh, this has been to release a record and to um and to have something that i that i feel like might stand the test of time that i'm really proud of is really like a bucket list item for me so the fact that this is happening and that uh and that people believe in it uh, is profoundly something that I will be internally grateful for. Uh, and also just the fact that so many musicians that I would personally consider to be maybe even above, above my level in so many different ways were so happy to come in, see my vision, contribute to this. It would not be anything like what it is without everybody who's here, which is why I wanted everybody here. Um, the one person I want to thank that isn't here is Mike Adams, who runs a, um, he runs an Instagram uh, uh, and a YouTube channel under the name Pusheen. He does like guitar uh, repair, uh, construction work like that. But he's also been uh, in a lot of band, uh, a lot of bands, and he played the guitar on Nightbreak, and that was one of those brilliant solos I've ever heard. So good. Uh, it, and and like he just. I, I didn't even, we were so blown away and he wrote a kind of a surf part as well. So, shout out, shout out to Rosa Corsa, uh, yes. shout out to Laserhawk, to La Miami Nights. Miami Nights, like without, without uh, Laserhawk and Miami Nights, like I wouldn't be here talking to you guys They're today. They're the true homies. Uh, and, um, you know, just the uh, vinyl will be out uh, sometime next month. There's been a delay. It was supposed to be out before the record was released, but I think we've all experienced those vinyl those vinyl production delays. Uh, EPR, uh, Electronic Purification Records, one of the best uh, synthwave uh, record labels is releasing splatter uh, vinyl in crimson sunset colors. 
of the album and that very cool is really the way i wanted the album to be heard i wrote the album as a uh as a vinyl concept like you know pink floyd's dark side of the moon kind of thought listen from the beginning to the end to the break in the middle and then what's in the back side so i hope all of you uh if you enjoy vinyl that you pick up one of those 500 copies uh and also experience what the way it was intended you know all right, I'm going to play three more tracks off the new album, Crimson Sunset, and then we're going to play some trivia with the whole Alex Lightspeed band. Up next, Defcon Zero, then Crimson Sunset, and finally, Interceptor. Here we go.
back, and now it's time to play some trivia. Yes, it's time for trivia, and it's new trivia. Uh, you can choose from four-year types. I have here 80s, 90s, zeros, or 10s, and all questions are multiple choice, and you get one point for each correctly answered question. Now we're going to do uh, three rounds, and we're going to have a practice round in the beginning. Now there's a new twist to the trivia. There are also pub quiz questions. We have these here, and uh, they are worth three points each. Uh, and we're only doing three rounds, so if you get one of these or two of these right, then you've completely won probably. Uh, the catch is they're not multiple choice, and you only get 10 seconds to answer the, these questions. Now, we are going to play uh, one practice round where you receive no points and three official rounds. And I know that Nathan only is only going to probably take place in one round with us, so uh, well, I'll just deal with that. So let's start with the um, warm-up round of trivia first. And we're going to start with Alex Lightspeed. Alex, what kind of trivia would you like? Uh, give, me an, give me an 80s card. Like, All right, let's, see let's, it. let's go to the 80s. Go into the 80s. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. What if I embarrassed myself? <laughs> <laughs> I should know some 80s stuff. You got it. 80s. This electronic, this is, this is, by the way, the practice round, so you, you don't get any points for it. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you get it wrong. This electronic game was a symbol of the 1980s. Was that A, Bop It, B, Simon, C, Game Boy, or D, Atari? I, I, it, so it says electronic game? This electronic game what? was a symbol of the 1980s. It's Simon, dude. It's Simon. It's got to be Simon. No, I think that... Well, but, Grow up, okay. dude. I, I wasn't going to say Simon, but obviously Atari <laughs> is a game system in that 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 would perpetuate it into the 80s from like the late 70s, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say... I guess I'll say Simon. You're going to say Simon? Yeah. Good. That is correct. Zero points. It's like I thought that question was confusing, you know? Yeah, like, obviously, obviously we had Ataris in the 80s, and it was, like, iconic. Like, what do you... Before the Nintendo... The Game Boy, I think, is from 1989 as well, and that's pretty all iconic of it, All well. of it's confusing, actually. Yeah. Everything about Everything that. but the Bop It. But, it yeah, Bop It was obviously not right. in the 70s. It's good we have yeah, a practice was... round, so you can get, can get yeah. a feel for the trivia questions. Uh, up next is... Todd Daggett, a.k.a. Deformity, uh -oh. but also, what's your other name? Super Sapien. Super Sapien. All right. Um, what do you want? 80s? You want 90s? You want the pub let's, quiz? Let's, let's do, really let's do some 90s. Let's change it up a little bit. 90s. Open up this 90s box. Get ready to hear about Mariah Carey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all Usher right. all night long. 90s. All right. What did George Foreman endorse in the 90s? Was that A, a punching bag, B, a bass fishing boat, C, an indoor grill, or D, boxing gloves? It's the grill for sure. Let's see if that is correct. Wait, 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 wait. How do you guys know all of this? Uh, I didn't know it. Uh, really? You didn't know it? Oh, no. God. It was, it was a toilet seat warmer. Dude. What? Wow! What he, what he was? <laughs> no, the grill, man. I I don't know. My dad's own fifteen I had, I George had one. Foreman grills. Like yeah, like 
Like I, I've, I've seen more George Foreman grills. It just sound, it said it seemed like such an obvious question to me. All right, who's next? Mm -hmm. All right, Nathan, you're up next. What do you want? Is this still the practice round or are we doing it, this? It is still rest? the practice round. Okay. Well, g give me an 80s one then. An 80s. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Which professional boxer first rose to fame in the mid to late 1980s? Was that A, Muhammad Ali, B, Sugar Ray Robinson, C, Rocky Marciano, or D, Mike Tyson? Oh. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> you want me to I'll, repeat the question? Uh, what was the third one? Rocky, Rocky Marciano. I guess I'll go with that one. That's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> That's so wrong, dude. Like it's, it's, it's Mike Tyson. It is Mike Tyson. That is the correct answer. Wait, I thought he's, uh, uh, he's a boxer, though. I thought it's yeah. a wrestler. Mike Tyson? No, he's a boxer. He's a bo right. He, he a, said bo a, he said I, boxer. You heard wrestler. He said <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. I know. I just misheard that. I, 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 I really want to get some wrestling questions in here as well. So I'm looking for Pro some wrestling. Dope and all, yeah, exactly. Uh, Gabriel, Tam, aka the Neon Syndicate. What you want? You want to go for the zeros or the tens because you don't know the eighties and the nineties? <laughs> well, yeah. Let, let's go for the zeros. Let's the zeros. Open up all the packages today. The younger the people get, the more uh, <laughs> younger the years get. All right, the 2000s. All right. Uh, what brand of scooter was iconic in the 2000s? Was that A, oh, the Slip, B, the Skate, C, the Razor, or D, the Rooter? Um, what was B again? B is the Skate. Oh, man, I wonder if you had them in italy yeah we probably didn't probably they don't, they don't ship anything to italy <laughs> <laughs> that's not true the cesio sent me arrives with a lot of today but it did arrive it did arrive it's a practice round so if you look into the yeah. chat they might be helping you out and they might be faking you out right i see some razor there in the chat so i'm gonna trust the nice people on the heartbeat hero show and go with the razor let's see Faith if we can trust humanity, the chat Yay! That is correct. And now I'm going to play a guys. track and we'll come back. Uh, Nathan, you still be here after the track? Uh, sure. All right. I this is Broken Wings by Band of Hearts. Why we can't just so 
All right, we're going to play another round of trivia. Here we go. Yes, the official round of trivia, round one, where you get points. And we're going to start with Alex Lightspeed. Are you ready? Actually, can I I take the first question just because I got to get out of here pretty soon? No, we're going to go to Nathan Whited. And uh, uh, are you going to go for the pub quiz? Because then you can get three points. You might even win. I feel like I will embarrass myself because I won't know, but let's go. (laughs) You get 10 seconds after I've read the question. All right, here we go. Who who was the director of E.T., Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Jaws, and Indiana Jones? Steven Spielberg. 10. (laughs) (laughs) Points, man. That's awesome. Damn, right, I wanted that question. Bye, Nathan. We got to beat that now. That okay. is awesome. Nice. That is awesome. So if if you don't get the uh, if if you get to round three without getting any points, then uh, definitely take one of these, because uh, yeah. otherwise uh, Nathan has one, and he Makes will, sense. We'll, we'll end it with one. We can't of those. let that happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Alex that. Lightspeed, you're up. Uh, give me an 80s trivia. An 80s trivia. Here we go. Which TV channel forever changed television and music in 1981? Was that A, Muse TV, B, Lifetime, C, CBC, or... Or... Yes, you can. I wanted those. I wanted ET and MTV. Come on. That is it. You're going to get a very hard question, Gabriel. Yeah. Any sense that it was so hard compared to these easy ones? All right. But first, Todd Daggett, a.k.a. Deformity, a.k.a. Super Sapien. Yeah, let's do some 80s. Um, Let me change the layout real quick so we can see you guys. All right. Um, 80s. More 80s. All right. What was the most popular game of the 80s? Do you want the options? I guess you do. Yeah, yeah, a, I, I think I do. A, Tetris, B, Super Mario Brothers, C, Duck Hunt, or D, Pac-Man. Definitely Tetris. Tetris? Oh, no. Was it Pac-Man? Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. You got two wrong answers on a video game. Oh, but the the first one was a practice round, so that's okay. So, uh, Gabriel, you're up next. What do you want? Give me some 90s. 90s. What was the first Mary Kate and Ashley movie? (laughs) (laughs) Who who are these people? (laughs) (laughs) How am I supposed to know? You you should have done it. Have, have you seen any Marvel movies? Like, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not a big Marvel fan. Also, so, not a Marvel um, fan. Anyways, okay. I'll just read it and you can take a yeah. guess. And who knows, you might get it right. A billboard, yeah, a billboard dad, B it takes two, C to grandmother's house we go, or D how was the west, how the west was fun. Well, I don't know, I know which one is. Oh, <laughs> Um, that is unfortunate. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go with B. B. So, Alex, what was the correct answer? Uh, was it was it how the West was fun? No. Okay. It was to well, grandmother's I, I... house we go. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, okay sure. <laughs> I thought it was It Takes Two, so that's why I didn't know, because I was thinking Gabriel's 
answer was correct. It takes two must be like a later one or something. All right. Or it's just we're gonna play another track. It's a really summery track. It's called Acapoco and it's by Cyber Cassette and Hot Heels. Here we go.
All right, and we're going to do another round two of trivia, and I'm not playing the music this time. So we're going to start with <laughs> Alex Lightspeed. Up I was ready for the music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to play the music. Here we go. Yay. <laughs> we haven't put down one now. Here we I go. feel I can win now. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, uh, you're behind with one point. <laughs> yeah, can Nate, I get a pub quiz Nate, so I can just? Oh, you're just you're gonna kill it right away. All right, wipe, you, you get ten seconds after I've read the question to answer it. Here we go. For what basketball club does Kobe Bryant play? Ten. Lakers. Nine. Let's see if that's correct. Los Angeles Lakers. That is. Oh, there you go, oh four God. points. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be like, pretty well, easy, but I know there are some hard ones in there, so uh, it's it's I kind of a mixed that. game. I could have gotten that wrong, I mean, to be honestly. Let the hard ones come to me. All right. <laughs> They're already, he's deliberately shuffling. <laughs> will embarrass Italy. All right, yeah. Todd, you're up. Uh, let's see uh, what you want. Let's let's do a pub quiz. Let's keep it interesting. Oh yeah, you're gonna keep on with the pub quiz. All right. I Ten guess, seconds yeah, so. after I've asked the question, you get to answer it. Ooh, this is a hard one. Uh, who was oh. president of South Africa when the apartheid was uh, t- t- uh, when it when they stopped with it? Oh, it's not Nelson Ten, Mandela. Nine, eight. Not Nelson Mandela. No. Seven. Oh. Six. Five. I don't know. Four. Do you have any idea? Three, um, a jar of pickles. One. <laughs> it was Frederick Willem the Clerk. Oh, of course, everyone knows that. <laughs> Did they in the comments tell us if you knew? Like, I, if we're idiots, that's okay. I need to know. I bet you there in, in the comments that they did not know as either. Um, then we go to Gabrielle. What do you want? I'm gonna save the pub quiz for last. So yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> Let's maybe do some 80s. I haven't done any 80s yet. All right, yet, you can go so with the eight. I also that. have uh, 10s if you want. Uh, no, no, that's probably 80s. All right. 80s, yeah. Which of these toys exploded in popularity in the 80s? A, the mm. Cabbage Patch Kids, B, Legos, C, Hot Wheels, or D, Tonka Trucks? Okay, Legos, I think, are even older than that, right? Maybe 70s or 60s even. So how about Hot Wheels? Hot Wheels. Come on. Did anybody know? Uh, was it, what, what, what was the, what were the Legos? And so what was it was choice? a Cabbage Patch Kids Legos. Cabbage Patch Kids. That was correct. Yeah, that's Cabbage the correct Patch answer. Um, none of the rest of them were they're too old. Um, mm. So uh, Nathan is not here. So the question round is kind of quicker over than I thought. Um, let's just do a random question. You're not going to get any points for this. Who wants to do? So I'll ask a question, see who answers first. Okay. No, nobody's getting points for this. Is just to fill up the time because Nathan's sure. not with us. Let's okay. Pub quiz this. question. Uh, what is an aphrodisiac? It makes your pee pee hard. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> it's an erotic scent. Who said that? I said it. it's an erotic oh. scent. <laughs> yeah. I don't it's know. a love I drink. Don't. A love drink. 
All right. Oh, a love drink. Oh, sure. Let's. Uh, I um, but I, I would. I would have answered. That was correct for me. So uh, let's play another track. Uh, it's a request by Mr. Keith Atherton. This is "Control" by Michael Oakley.
That was controlled by Mo Mike. That was controlled by Michael Oakley. And now we're gonna play the final round of trivia. There we go. All right, now we're gonna go to Alex. You got four points, so you're kind of ahead. The only one that could could maybe beat you was Nathan, and he's not playing anymore. So, uh, oh, maybe. Oh no, wait. It's round two. It is not round. It's round two. Can I get oh, no, that was points. round two. That right. was round. It's, it's round, three. round three. It's round three. It's round three. All right, seven. Alex. Let's see if you can get some more points here. Uh, what you want? Give me a give me an eighties uh, card because I'm I'm trying to seal my win. Eighties. Yeah. What famous sci-fi movie did not come out in the eighties? A. RoboCop. B. The Terminator. C. Blade Runner. Or D. Alien. I know this one. Wait, wait, wait. Like, oh. Okay, so it's the. Did so, not come out. Did not. I know. That's what I'm like. Uh, <laughs> I, so get, you got, you got, you got, you have, you, you listed Robocop, Terminator, uh, Alien, and uh, Blade Runner. And Blade Runner. I, I'm going to say it's Robocop. Can I answer this? Yeah, it's Alien. It's from 1979, actually. Yeah, oh, that is yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the like, best movies of all time. I, I was like best. sure that Alien was in like was in like the early 80s. You know, I was only born in 84. God. Such a good know. movie. All right, Todd. Like, let's yeah. see if you can get one right. All right, uh, shoot me in 80s. 80s. All right. I uh, hope you can get this one. All right. Uh, which on 80s film feature a film features a group of teens getting sent to detention? So you should know this one. A. Yeah, yeah, 16 Candles. B. <laughs> Pretty in Pink. C. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Or D. Footloose. Well, it's obviously uh, The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Great, great movie. Great movie. Great coming great of age movie. story. Yeah. There is a point for you, Todd. And then we're going to go to Gabriel. Well, I said it before, so I'm going to stick to what I said and hit me with a pub question. The pub question. Yeah, let's embarrass myself some more. Yeah, here. I can't help you out on this one because uh, it's 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 it, it would be three points and then you still would lose. Still, all right, all right. In what year was the first? mobile telephone conversation uh taking place first mobile. mobile telephone no, no. um 1984 Seven. 78 uh, i don't know if it's 78 i'm just guessing it's, it's 78. all incorrect uh, you guys can keep guessing uh how about 72 Ooh, close. It's no, it's got to be the 80s. Close. Come no, on. no, it's it's in the, se- it's early in the 70s. 70s. We're it's talking about 70s. we're talking about early 70s. Technology. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 71. 1973. Oh, oh 73. my God! I, see, uh, Nobody yeah. cares about the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Let's do one more because Nathan in here. Uh, whoever answers first uh, just mm. has answered correctly. Uh, uh, okay, I can't translate that. They're, they're unfortunately in Dutch, so I have to translate it. Uh, mm. I don't know that one either. I hope you're translating from <laughs> I'm Dutch. translating from Dutch, yeah. All right, who, who sings the song 9 to 5 from the same movie? Dolly Parton. That is correct. Who answered? Wow. 
It was time. All right. I, I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I can, I, we, mm. we should have gotten it from the Family Guy reference. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, yeah. we're going to play one more track, and then we're going to do the winner speech after that. I'm going to say goodbye to you guys, and people can join in behind the scenes with you. Uh, we're going to play uh, Exhale. It's doing really well. It's a banger track uh, on SoundCloud uh, called Exhale by Sequenza.
Exhale by Sequenza, and now we get our winner speech by Alex Lightspeed. You can do the speech. You can promote everything you guys want to do. Uh, well, uh, I just wanted to quickly mention that although the album is coming out on July 28th on all your favorite, you know, digital uh, medias. Uh, again, we have the vinyl coming out the following the following month at some point. Um, the uh, Rosa Corsa Records at, on their Bandcamp is making the album available to pre-order early next week. It'll probably be on Monday. That's what I was told yesterday. But it's all uploaded and ready to go live. If you order the pre-order next week, you will get a early copy of Evil Arcade, which is a music video. You don't you see the music video, but the track that was on the music video just saw. And you will then get the entire album on the 28th when it comes out. So uh, there'll be a whole 10 days where you can pre-order the album and hear some of it before anybody else. And that's gonna be available uh, probably Monday, but by Wednesday for sure. Uh, 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 let, let, let's, uh, let, let's let everybody say something uh, before yeah, you guys. Uh, uh, let's go to uh, Gabriel. Yeah, so... Um... You know, the track, uh, the track, the album is absolutely sick. It's just great, great, great music. So I would definitely encourage everyone to, you know, pre-save it, pre-order it and get access to that uh, possibility to listening to some of the tracks early on. And uh, and yeah, just just go check it out because it's really, really awesome. Uh, Todd, you, would you like to add to that? Nope, they just uh, pick it up. It's a good album. All right. Yeah, I was glad to be on it. Thanks. Todd. Can I say one? Yeah, sure. Cool. Go ahead. Uh, so Gabriel's YouTube channel is fire. Like, <laughs> if you want to see, type in just Turbo Killer Kitar and watch him light fire to a uh, a Kitar with his fingers <laughs> in a way that is just, that's what I saw. I saw that video and I said, I wish I could know this guy. And now I do. It's such an honor to be part of be working with them. You'll love it. Thanks, the Neon man. Syndicate on YouTube. Appreciate that. Subscribe to that. Todd, Gabriel, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I'm going to invite everybody to come backstage. I have posted the link in the chat here uh, so everybody can just join in. I will accept everybody that wants to jump on behind the scenes. Um, let's see. I got to go to the back of thing here all right um so you can join this uh, back to back backstage uh while we're having fun backstage here is my interview with larry miller of embers and after that the second part of the pre-recorded so see you in the chat today is june 17th and we are pre-recording a live interview for the show on july 14th 2022 i'm excited to have him back on the show we've collaborated now on many tracks he's my buddy from iowa in the united states my guitar hero and vocal talent welcome larry miller aka embers hey hey 
Thank you for having me again, Daniel. It's good to be here and good to see you again. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's been a while. There's been a lot going on, but uh, things are good. Uh, Larry, for the people uh, listening uh, or watching Heartbeat Here Radio for the first time, could you give a quick elevator pitch of how the Embers Project got started? For sure, yeah. I've been playing uh, guitar and making music for most of my adult life since I'm about 13. That's actually before my adult life. Uh, And uh, uh, the long story, very short, is that um, when I moved to Iowa from New York City and kind of reinvigorated my musical pursuits again, I... Uh, chose the name Embers. Uh, It's just a way of representing kind of fanning the flames and keeping uh, the creative spirit alive. And and, uh, it's a solo project primarily. It's uh, me, Soup to Nuts, uh, writing, recording, mixing, singing, playing the instruments, programming. Uh, But uh, it's expanded uh, thanks to meeting folks like Daniel to include some really fun collaborations. I never uh, imagined I'd find myself crossing over into the synthwave world, but I'm happy I have. And it's opened my uh, eyes and ears to a lot of great new music and great new people. So uh, I release a lot of music under Embers, but I have other side projects uh, under different band names. But uh, everything sort of rolls up under Embers. So. All right. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> we, we have created like a really cool uh, synthwave metal world uh, between the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to start right out with a track. Let's play a track. It's a track that I remixed when we first met. It's called Unholy. It has reached 1,100 streams on Spotify, and most of these plays were from S-Dwarf's Spotify playlist. Um, so huge shout out to S-Dwarf's. And sure. uh, um, on SoundCloud, it has a hit 2,000 plays. And we also got a video edit by Marito Gaia, who used images from the movie Waterworld. And it's available on his YouTube channel called Marito Gaia. This is the Heartbeat Hero remix of Unholy by Embers.
Heartbeat Hero remix of Unholy by Embers. We got some shout outs to Robin Lights and C Pac Man and Knight Rider 87 for joining us during this live recording. Uh, Larry, you've been off the socials for a while. Uh, why did you leave us, Larry? <laughs> That's a fair question. Uh, it's been a bit of a crazy start to the new year. Um, one of the things that happened in late February, no, I can't remember, early March, is that I had some long overdue surgery to fix some stuff uh, with my shoulder that had been bothering me for some time. So uh, I was elective. Uh, it wasn't emergency shoulder surgery. <laughs> I go, well, maybe emergency shoulder surgery. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so that had me down for the count for quite a bit in terms of being unable to like fully keyboard and produce and be very active. I was very conscious of trying to give myself time to heal and so that could be stronger than ever. And uh, so now coming back out from that doing a lot of physical therapy and getting back uh you know strength is there i'm able to operate the dawn keyboard and you know uh, uh lift somewhat heavy things and so <laughs> it's good to be back uh, so things will start ramping up again for sure so how did that prevent you from um was it more playing guitar that was preventing you or also uh, it from... was about every i was in a sling for six weeks uh where i was really not supposed to be doing any much of anything with the right hand. So keyboarding, you know, using two hands to operate, you know, Pro Tools or Cubase and, and computers was pretty much out. I was doing uh, speech to text for work, pretty much, to, you know, a little bit of one-handed typing. And yeah, guitar was completely out of the question for, even after I got it out of the sling, there was a good another couple of months where I was just really learning how to use my arm again and getting strength back and all that. And uh, I have really great physical therapists uh, who have been helping me a ton. So, yeah, there wasn't much I could do. I mean, I could have been posting and probably giving updates, and uh, not everything has to be about music all the time, right? It's good to connect with people, but I was just laying low yeah. and letting myself heal. So, so uh, um, what was it like to be able to play again? Or was it like a really uh, slow, like you did a few chords one day and then... Uh -huh. That's a good question. Yeah, when I first was like ready to start strumming again, um, I, I took it pretty easy. And again, it was the right hand, so my strumming hand. And uh, so that was gradual. Um, and the first, I don't know, week or so, I'd have about 20 minutes in me before things would start to feel pretty sore and like tired. Uh, I wasn't really hurting, but it just I didn't have a lot of energy. And then really from there, it was pretty much um, like pretty much back to normal. I, I, I still find if I really am at it for like hours, I start to get fatigued, but uh, it just sort of ramped up exponentially from there. Um, I will say, if any of you are like me and have a million synth libraries or virtual instruments, whatever they are, one thing I was able to do with one hand and a sustain pedal is I auditioned and favorited patches in about 15 different VSTs uh, so that uh, which I've been meaning to do, but uh, I was sort of forced to have something else to do. So I got super organized in a ton of instruments. So now I can get to sounds uh, a lot quicker. And that was actually a really good use of time. So, All right. I want to play uh, the track Scream Again. Uh, also, Marito Gaia created a very cool video for this track. Could you tell us a bit about how this track was made? <clears throat> well, yeah. Uh, you had sent me something that you were cooking up in your kitchen at home. Well, your room at home. 
And uh, it inspired me, which is often the case with our collaborations. I hear something you have that you've either sent me or that's already out instrumentally. And I start hearing vocals or guitars or all of the above. And I say, hey, can I do something with this? And you almost always say, yeah, sure. And so Scream Again, I think you had just sent me something saying, hey, I thought of you for this. What do you think? And I uh, uh, took what you had and it gave me sort of a, a, a heavy sort of dark vibe. Uh, and I just uh, decided, decided to start playing and guitars came out and then a melody came out pretty quickly and then lyrics uh, formed and, you know, just sort of put it all together. All right, this is Scream Again by Heartbeat Hero and Embers. <clears throat>
That was Scream Again by Heartbeat Hero and Embers. And shout out to Joe of the Ozone Nightmare for joining us in this live recording. Now, Larry, please tell us about your visit to NAM, one of the biggest musical instrument shows in Anaheim, California. And first of all, how did you get there? Was it a long car drive from Iowa or did you just uh, <laughs> take a plane? Uh, yeah, so uh, we took a plane uh, and sort of one of the first we I'd flown to Denver for a brief vacation to go up into the mountains a little bit. That was the first pre-COVID flight a couple of months back, or post-COVID, I should say, if you can consider us post-COVID. Uh, and then, yeah, we went, uh, we flew out. My dad lives in LA, so we stopped there first for to belatedly celebrate his 80th. Well, and did a little hanging in, yeah, thanks. Uh, did a little hanging in LA, which is always fun. Um, and then uh, went down to Anaheim and, uh, I'm lucky to get to go to NAMM because my wife works for a music company in Iowa and they have a big online presence and such. So I get to sort of go as uh, arm candy <laughs> ah. and I get to wander the floor and do a little bit of investigation for them and scope some things out. But I have a buyer's badge, so I get to just, uh, you know, be a kid in a candy store. And it was interesting. Uh, NAMM is typically in January, which is a lot better for uh, the the manufacturers in terms of timing summer is usually harder but because it got canceled last year uh due to covid uh they're trying to reschedule it to get it back on you know slowly it'll be it'll be april next year and then back to january i say all that just because um attendance uh, by some manufacturers was sparse so folks like fender gibson roland there are some big names missing but it was still fun. There are tons of people there, lots of innovation happening. And in a way, it was a little less crowded. It was actually a little more chill. Uh, and again, it's always fun. I always joke that I'm pre-spending my kids' college fund whenever I go there because I see all this gear that I want. But uh, yeah, it was great. I had a great time. Did, did you eventually purchase something or was it just, uh, just looking? Uh, yeah, it's really not a buying show because it's really meant for um, – like retailers looking at manufacturers stuff and then maybe, you know, buying it to, to then sell retail, like, you know, Sweetwater might go there and see a bunch of cool things that they then want to stock. Right. Um, so it's not consumer like off the street, come in and buy stuff kind of a situation, but I definitely saw things I wanted. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell so, me, what did you want? Well, um, I'm going to, I definitely, there's some uh, guitar amps that I want. I won't go into all the, the, gory details. Um, there's a company called Two Notes and a company called Bad Cat, uh, both of who make sort of boutique amps. So I'm very interested in getting one of those. Um, but on the innovative, more like MIDI front, uh, much like our 16 pad MPC controllers that everybody uses, uh, there is a company that had just sort of a flat screen that was completely customizable where you could sort of with LEDs through a computer interface program pages of different controllers, whether it was a slide or a keyboard or a pitch mod or drum pads or, or even combinations thereof. And then in your DAW, like one line could be pads for drums. The next line could be like a bass instrument. You know, the next line could be a synth. And it was all highly responsive, both with your hands and with I uh, even played it with drumsticks. And oh, it was wow. so cool. nice. I could do ghost notes and like really subtle stuff. Um, and highly flexible and all MIDI, MIDI driven. So the, the tactile technology they're figuring out there is pretty wild. I think it could be an MPC killer. Like it could be the next level. So that's you know. definitely on your Christmas wish list. 
Yeah, I think so. You know, it's super, just super customizable and, and, a, and a fun way to, you know, get from your hands and your brain into, you know, into the computer. Uh, you know, I have an MPC controller with the 16 squares and it's fun, but this was much more tactile and organic. You know. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. Next up is a video clip uh, that La you, Larry, featuring me in it. It was the first clip I was ever featured in, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I showed <laughs> it to my son when he was about uh, it, it was about two years ago, and he was in, in 2020. I think he was about <laughs> eight years old, and it freaked him out. I think your floating red head was too much for him. Could you yeah, tell us yeah. about the creation of this track? Yeah, for sure. Um, this is Ghost, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so uh, again, uh, another instrumental of yours that I just loved uh, right out of the gate. And it's it's completely uh, super fun to listen to on its own without any vocals or other stuff. But it instantly inspired me. I felt like some Depeche Mode and old like vampire kind of fiction vibes from it. It just sounded dark and kind of eerie. And, and so the lyrics are all about, you know, vampires and immortality and, you know, just just kind of that fantasy uh mentality and uh i had fun because i got to uh, on the audio side do some cool harmonies that you had helped me refine and then at the end if you listen to the very end there's some really creepy pitch down kind of monstery sounding vocals uh which was fun to do and the in the the interlude with those sort of surf sounding guitars is a total depeche mode you know nod or tip of the hat uh to some of their uh kind of textures and sounds um And yeah, and so then when we decided to do a video, I had just gotten, I think that was pre-green screen, but did some uplighting and made myself look all creepy and then edited it in, you know, Final Cut Pro. And Wait, uh, you sent me your footage. Do you have a green screen yeah. now? Uh, yeah, I have one of these pull-up things. It's sort of like a movie screen that you can just pull up when you want it and then fold it down when you don't want it. It's really, oh, really we, cool. We need to make something with that then. Totally, totally. It's, it's much better in terms of, quality and backgrounds and all that other stuff. So yeah, it was super fun to put that together and uh, sorry, I scared your son. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, this is Ghost by Heartbeat Hero and Embers.
That was Ghost by Heartbeat Hero and Embers. Um, I'm curious uh, what kind of projects you're working on in the background. Yeah, um, let's see. Since I've, uh, you're talking currently now that I'm getting back at it. Yeah. For, yeah, um, so a couple of things. Uh, one, there's a more rock-centric kind of old-school uh, pop rock project that I've gotten uh I've become a part of called the punch drunks and uh, it's, it's completely long distance. It's all people that uh, grew up in the same neighborhood as me in, in Queens, New York city. Back in the day, I knew one of them very peripherally, but I didn't know any of them, but they knew people I knew. And the singer sought me out on Facebook because we have shared connections from back in the day. And he saw some of my stuff and he said, Hey, let's write a song. And I said, sure, let's do it. And we put out an initial song and he enlisted a drummer who now lives in L.A. and a bass player, uh, you know, who lives in New York still and a weird little band sort of form. So we've done uh, three songs. They sort of happen iteratively as time permits. And so there's some more of that in the hopper. And then I really haven't released. I mean, we did Dreaming of Yesterday, which we'll talk about later, uh, but a proper just fully end to end Ember song. I haven't released something in some time. And so there's one in the hopper that I'm really excited about. It sounds, uh, it's sounding really good. And I found a female drummer that I discovered on TikTok. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, she plays like she does her, she shows herself playing uh, like anything from Foo Fighters to Led Zeppelin to Rush to Queens of the Stone Age. She, she plays just really solid, great rock drums. And she looks like she's having a blast. So I messaged her and said, hey, would you lay it down a drum track for this? And she's like, sure, you know, for a modest fee, but uh, that, um, and so she just got me those tracks and they sound killer. And so I'm super stoked to start mixing that song. So that'll come out hopefully within the month. Uh, so that's going on. Oh, cool. And then, yeah, those are the two main things. And then continuing to write music for hopeful placement with uh, television and film for sync. I do that with a buddy of mine in New York, but that's more on the business side of things, but it's still fun. All right. Um, you've been on the show three times episode uh, 12 was your first time. <laughs> on episode 18, I had you watch the movie Love on Netflix. Now, the funny thing was <laughs> you needed to enter your password before you could watch it, uh, but you finally logged in and you were surprised by what you saw. Uh, <laughs> then finally, on episode 30, we rummaged through re uh, retro things and you walked us through some of your epic concert ticket stubs you found of the Rolling Stones, U2, Depeche Mode, Peter Gabriel, and Iron Maiden. And now you're here for the fourth time on the show and we have a new video to promote dreaming of yesterday please tell us more about it and i'll give it a play yes uh yet again uh yours your track was is called dreaming of Dreamwave. is that correct you, the, yes, the one yes, that inspired yes. this and that, that's about like a seven minute what i would call a tone poem it sort of evolves and it's instrumental and it's it's beautiful i love it um and again after when things started to kick in with the groove of that song i instantly started hearing something really poppy and vocally kind of centric uh as as a possibility there along with maybe some more pronounced drums and some other synths and uh eventually some guitars of course and so as i was writing it i had no idea lyrically what the context would be which is often how things go i just start writing words and then the theme comes out and i'm like oh this song is about this now sure enough this one started to become about reflecting back on your childhood and longing for the days of summer when you were young and, you know, that whole wishful, wistful, you know, desire to touch back to your childhood, which I think is a very common theme. And in this case, camp, summer camp for me was my absolute, you know, 
gold star that I link to in my in my childhood is like the best of times, uh, and where I've made lifelong friends that I still you know see today. Oh wow! And they have a hundred and fifteenth anniversary coming up this weekend, and so I wrote the song in honor of childhood memories, but in honor of this camp specifically. It's in Vermont in the U.S. and it's called Camp Billings. So there's a little love note at the end of the video, uh, you know, thanking the camp for all the memories and. There's actual footage in the video that I was permitted to use by the camp. Um, it's mixed with, you know, some stock footage, of course, but there's a lot of footage of people in the camp and, and you know, a an aerial view at the beginning that is an actual drone footage of the camp, too. So a uh, really fun passion project to do, and I'm grateful that I was able to, you know, uh, la layer it on top of your great track. So. Well, it was worth the wait. You did some nice lyrics to it as well, and you also posted, put the lyrics in the video as well, which yeah. I'm assuming takes a lot of time. This is Dreaming of Yesterday <laughs> by Heartbeat Hero and Embers.
That was Dreaming of Yesterday by Heartbeat Hero and Embers. Um, Larry, tell me about Kuma, the little puppy you got. Is this your first puppy? I'm assuming it's not. It is. It, it is. Well, um, wow. I was just going to say one last thing that, about that video, which oh, I yeah, think sure. is super cool. Uh, and then I will talk as much as you'd like to about my pup. But um, <laughs> there, the the scene in that video where there is a triangle of candles floating out on the lake, mm -hmm. uh, at the end of every summer, there was this uh, ceremony where we'd each carry a candle down to the lake at night on the last day, you know, last night of camp. And everyone would sort of make a silent wish or memory about their summer and put it on this flotilla that would nice. be pushed out into the lake. Really beautiful, you know, really, really nice. And so when I was seeking out footage for this video, I... Uh, emailed some friends of mine like do you have any cool camp footage and he had that footage which I had already written the lyrics for and so it fits so perfectly I started to get goosebumps that he actually had that footage and it fit and then at the very end uh, there is you hear people singing you know there's a little campfire song yeah. that's one of the like the main camp song and that audio came you know everyone was singing that as they watched the flotilla go out onto the water and it if you listen closely, the singing is in the same key as the song. Like it's, oh. it sort of, it's kind of wow. almost creepy, like how weirdly <laughs> it worked out. So when I faded that in at the end, I was just like, it probably means more to me than anyone else because of my camp memories. But those are just some cool, like behind the music uh, details. How many, anyway. how many years did you go to that camp? Uh, four, I think. At, wait, as a camper, I think three or four. And then as a, like a counselor assistant for a couple of years too. So, uh, and I'm actually going to Vermont to see my best friend who I met there, and we're going to visit the camp in later in July just to see oh, it. Oh, wow. You get all so. the best parts then. You, you don't have to do any of, any of the, the chores or anything. That exactly. Exactly. So uh, Kuma is actually uh, completely, Knocked as you out. see, there's like dog pens behind me and stuff. I, I wish I had a, a mobile cam here. He's sleeping right behind me, and he's completely knocked out and just chilling and being part of the interview uh quietly which is beautiful i was gonna have my son take him out of here but he's just a champ and he's a little teeny teddy bear puppy if you go to my instagram you can see him and uh he's awesome he's he's been here for about a week and we're exhausted but joyfully so well we're getting to the end of the interview um what are your plans for the future <clears throat> Well, uh, in the short term, like I said, I really want to uh, get out this new Ember song. Um, I have uh, one of the things I've done, actually, that I didn't mention is I, um, if you Google Hyperbits, um, he's a pretty well-known producer out in LA, and he also offers a set of course uh, courses online uh, that are interactive and you know partially self uh, self study and partially live that are all about uh, producing electronic music. Uh, and that's a part of my game that I've wanted to continue to level up. And so I actually did that course and have been doing it even during my surgery recovery. I, uh, and so I want to finish that up, but also it's inspired me. I want to release an EP of something that's much more electronic in nature. Okay. Cool. So you may be seeing a lot more of me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've that. been getting really into uh, EDM and other electronic, you know, that's a big work, big umbrella, but a lot of that style of production. So there's definitely something brewing that's less guitar centric and a lot more synth heavy. Uh, so stay tuned. All right. So, uh, Larry, thanks for coming on the show again. What are you grateful for and what would you like to promote? Wow. Well, um, I am super grateful, as always, for uh, your support of music and your passion and your willingness to have folks like me 
on your platform. That's just so cool. And your whole approach to all of this is so genuine. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of one-upsmanship in the, in the, in the biz or in the, in the space. And you are quite the opposite. You're trying to create a community and a family. And so I'm very grateful for that. Uh, and for, uh, being, you know, able to come through this surgery and be back and gaining my strength and hopefully be better than ever. And, uh, when you can't do something you love like music, you, you know, not that I've ever taken it for granted, but boy, it really makes you appreciate what, what you have. And when I find myself complaining about things, it's like, we all have it pretty good generally. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. Grateful for my family and the dog and for, you know, everyone out there who's, you know, listening and creating music. Uh, so that's, you know, I could go on, but those are the, the big hitters, I suppose. And now we get to promote. Uh, yep. Promoting, um, you know, there's, uh, anything at, uh, if you find my embers on Linktree, which I'll pop in the chat, uh, that's basically where you can find anything and everything. Um, the new video that, uh, Daniel just premiered is out on all, all the streaming platforms and, uh, YouTube, and I'm about to drop it. Uh, on socials a little more heavily because of this camp reunion that's about to hit. Uh, so yeah, if you liked anything you heard, please follow me on your favorite channels of choice. Uh, and I'd be happy to follow you back if you, uh, you know, have anything you want to share. And uh, that's what I got. Thanks I'll put again. that in the chat in a moment here. Awesome. So. Thanks again, Larry. Um, up next, uh, I was going to play another track by Tidal Cannon, but I did a remix, which you were featured on, called Folding Space Around Me. So we're going to get my remix. I created it yesterday because I'm like, oh, I have these stems, and now I can maybe do it on the show with Larry. So here we go. Uh, title Cannon with Folding Space Around Me featuring Embers. Yeah, Title. Constructing and Constructing and Constructing and Constructing and
that was the Heartbeat Here remix of uh, Tidal Cannon's Folding Space Around Me featuring Embers. That is it for this pre-recorded show, and let's get back to the show. All right, welcome to the pre-recorded show part two. Up next is Love Arcade by Bending Grid. Hey, Tom, you got a quarter? Give me a minute. I got to go to the change machine. Hurry up. Someone beat my damn high score. Ah, I can't believe this. Give me a break. Wait a sec. There's one in the coin return. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. I'm queen of galactic and your fire fussy fantasy. A sexy lady Gallica, my Orbitron is ecstasy. Commando in a record breaker final fight. 
That was Love Arcade by Bending Grid. Next up is Lost in the Pipes by Dead Life.
that was Lost in the Pipes by Dead Life. Up next is Ignite by 8X.
That was Ignite by 8X. Up next is Gain Therapy by Nightcrawler. Therapy by Nightcrawler. Up next is Moving On by Rocco Destro.
was Moving On by Rocco Destro. Up next is Moonlight Beach by Decisive Koala. That was Moonlight Beach by Decisive Koala. Up next is A City Night by Zach Vortex. Tell me something. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?
That was A City Night by Zach Fortex. Up next is When Is the Future featuring Robot's Last Dance by The Collapse Project.
was When is the Future featuring Robot's Last Dance by Collapse Project. Up next is House of the Rising Sun by Cool Mo Wee. Oh, 
was House of the Rising Sun by Cool Mo Wee. Up next is Lady Hear Me Sing Tonight, the synth-pop remix by Fake Rockers.
That was Lady Hear Me Tonight, the synth pop remix by Fake Rockers. Up next is I Don't Wanna Be in Love by Johnny Fallout.
was I Don't Want to Be in Love by Johnny Fallout. Up next is Faith Lost in Space featuring System Glitch by Cal L. Yeager. Faith Lost in Space featuring System Glitch by Cal L. Yeager. Up next is the Sequenza remix of You and I by Mark Matthews.
That was You and I, the Sequenza remix by Mark Matthews. Up next is Endless Night with You by Max Project.
That was Endless Night with You by Max Project. Up next, Outrun Deadly Coast by Mr. Creep. Outrun Deadly Coast by Mr. Creep. Up next, The Curse of Thorn from the album The 2022 Remaster of 1986 by Nanoverse.
That was The Curse of Thorn from the 2022 remastered version of 1986 from Nanoverse. And next up is Neon Moon by RND87. was Neon Moon by RND87. Up next is Blitz 126 by Roco Destro. Mm-hmm. 
was Blitz 126 by Rocco Destro. Up next is Endless Dream by the Blue Book Project.
Endless Dream by the Blue Book Project. Up next is Behind Closed Doors by V86.
That was Behind Closed Doors by V86. Up next is She Comes Around by X Lammer X. Falling down for you. I can see it's true. Come on, come on. 
That was She Comes Around by X Lammer X. Next up, we have a video edit by Robin Lights using images of Back to the Future. This is Star Runner by Telegymnastica.
Okay, relax, Doc. It's me. It's me. It's Martin. That was Star Runner by Telegymnastica. Up next is Heaven by Amethyst Rain.
That was Heaven by Amethyst Rain. Up next is Sunriser by Dav, the Warlock Remix. Here I am back with the show. It's the time for the last track of tonight. Um, thank you so much for dropping in. Uh, this is uh, The Breakfast Club by me, Heartbeat Hero. Mm-hmm. 
to know what I did to get in here. Nothing. I didn't have anything better to do. You're laughing at me. Oh, yeah, you are. For the show today if you've enjoyed the show please tell your friends and family about it i post recaps of the show on youtube and instagram please give those a thumbs up and make sure to subscribe for more videos of the podcast and my music thanks to all that came and watched the podcast live here on twitch.tv slash heartbeat hero I'm also so thankful for all my listeners and guests on the show. Big thanks to the artists that let me play their great tracks. And thanks to all the amazing people in the Twitch chat. And thank you to the people that listen, like, and share the show on SoundCloud. You can support the show by checking out Heartbeat Hero on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, and SoundCloud. Like Cool Moe, Jefferson Rift, Robin Lights, Keith Atherton, Lee Ellen, my mom and my wife, 
You can also support Heartbeat Hero Radio by going to patreon.com slash heartbeathero. The next show is the 30th of July on a Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Paris time. That's in two weeks. It's the All-Star Trivia Podcast featuring Andy Last, Neon Fox, Karen, Zoe Lee, and Marco Merrick. I hope you can all make it to the show. Join us in the Google Meets behind the scenes. I'll post the link again. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, this is Kumawi. You are listening to Heartbeat Hero Radio. Thank you for listening to the Heartbeat Hero Radio Show. This show is sponsored by Cool Moe Music and Cool Moe Radio DJ Shows. All radio DJ shows are posted on SoundCloud and all tracks played are tweeted when live with the artist info and Bandcamp link when available. Finally, all tracks are added to the show's playlist on Spotify. All links are in my link tree on Instagram or Twitter. My music is on all platforms as well, including Spotify and SoundCloud. I also have a YouTube video for every song I have released. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>